What's up, witches? I'm Taylor. And I'm Amber. And this is Waking, Waking Up the, the Witch. Witch. Ooh, that was a good one. Good. Okay. We're your neighborhood witches, and each week we talk about women, wellness, and all things witchy. We're two curious ladies trying to understand the human experience, but while we do that, we think it's important to honor the people that lived on this land before us and honor the cultures and traditions that we're being inspired by. This podcast is about waking up the witch, which means we are learning and growing every day. That being said, we're always open to feedback on how we can do better. Now, let's go, ghouls. (laughs) So cute. I love it. So how was your week? (laughs) It was great. Okay. I like that. Yeah. But really, really. (laughs) Can you tell me? Oh, my week has been a lot of different things. Got my period. Mm -hmm. So usually I really like to kind of allow myself to slow down and breathe and rest and try to honor my cycle. But I had a friend coming in town Mm -hmm. this weekend. And so I started my period and relied on a leave to give me some relief so that I could just feel a little bit more energized and clean my house and get it ready for guests. Mm -hmm. But... Totally worth it. Had such a fun weekend with my girl, Rachel. Rachel's lovely. Oh, and then you guys came over and we enjoyed delicious barbecue, barbecue and stuff and got to swim in the swim spa. It was so like fucking fun. Our first little party in the swim spa. Bluetooth in the swim spa. So fun. Yeah. So that was like a total highlight. And then Saturday I took her to Applegate and we fun. went to Red Lily and Woolbridge. And- <laughs> I checked your location. <laughs> that was great. Oh, how's Red Lily? <laughs> I laughed so hard. That was great. I was wondering if you guys went to the drag queens. So yeah, so we were totally going to, and then you remember that you had things to do. So I was like, okay, well, here's all of our options. What do we want to do? And we were planning to eventually make it to Ashland to go to the Pride festivities. And then, yeah, we are like, uh, there was the Britney party that you told us about. Mm-hmm. We we're like, let's at least try to go to the Britney party. I bet it'll be some fun. What's it called? When you're like watching people, people watching, <laughs> you're yeah. watching people, people watching. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Duh. And so we like, we were drinking a glass of wine at Pascal's and then trying to figure out dinner and looked it up and that wasn't going to happen until mm-hmm. 9 p.m. And we we're, we're like, like oh, we're old. We're way too old for 9 p.m. So let's just go eat some Indian food and go uh, watch yeah. TV. So we watched the new Hocus Pocus. Focus. Was that your first it. time? No, I, it was my second okay, time watching it already. It <laughs> it's been out for a week, and that was my second time yeah, watching it. I haven't seen it yet. I love it. If you, I don't know, I think we talked about it. People are, some people are hating on it, but I feel like if you enjoyed the first one, the second one is just as enjoyable. And I also like, think everyone wants to hate on everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Like as we say, fuck the hater. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. also I like basic things sometimes it was just yeah it, it was and lots of good laughs and, and very nostalgic it was great how was your week my work week was busy I also started my period I think we're about the same yeah I think we're on the same day um like the exact <laughs> same <course>. day <laughs> and then yeah Friday here was great and then I got out of work early so that was Fun. It's too fucking hot in October in Oregon for me. So seriously, I'm ready stop. for sweater weather, but it doesn't look to be anywhere anywhere in the near forecast. 
So I did see the seventies are popping up again starting next Monday. So and then it goes back to ninety. No, that's my birthday week. Calm down. And then, um, yeah, I totally forgot that we, Curtis and I, agreed to go to this concert at the expo with my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law. And I was like, sure, I'll go to this metal band. I looked them up and their number one song was called Whore. And I was like, sounds (laughs) fun. (laughs) And I dressed fly as fuck in my dressed in Lala um, outfit. That outfit is so fun. It's so fucking cute. I'm about to just throw away everything that I own <laughs> and buy everything from there. It just makes me feel famous. I just, and I'm tired. I'm ready to just show up as my extra ass self. Not like I ever haven't, but like more so. Yes. Like I'm fine with dressing like a crazy old aunt yeah. and <laughs> like being extra. So the moon was so full that night and so powerful oh. and the music was insane like i don't it was called in this moment i don't know if any of you have ever seen them but it felt like some kind of witchy ritual the theatrics were incredible insane my mother-in-law's boyfriend kept taking pictures of me because i just stood there with my mouth open (laughs) and my hands on my cheeks like (gasps) the entire time amazing it was so good and then yesterday we just took it easy and got some brunch i watched that Ugh, I watched that new Mila Kunis movie called mm. The Luckiest Girl in the World. I guess it's a book, but trigger fucking warning for yeah. anyone. There is violent sexual assault of a minor mm. and a school shooting that like shows all of it. And mm. I do not feel like they put enough warning on that. Obviously on the internet, people are like, oh, you snowflakes, yeah. get over it. No, it's a movie. And I'm no. like, I can handle a lot of dark stuff and true crime and creepy things but it was just I wasn't prepared for that so I felt kind of weird the rest of the day yesterday but then I just watched a bunch of TikToks and (laughs) like tried to watch lighter things and just relax as well and did my little moon ritual last night did you do something yesterday the moon was so beautiful I just kind of like worked on our podcast Mm -hmm. stuff which you know full moons are really about like releasing and then also manifesting and so I feel like just working on that was kind of a ritual for me which was nice. I do intend still hopefully today or tomorrow to do Chris Corsini's full moon workshop that he does. He's so great. It's just a good little 30 minute sit down where he kind of gives you an energy reading of what's going on in the astro world and then does a little guided meditation for you to help you release what's not serving you and then you do some journal work and it's always perfect so i do still want to do that yeah i I usually do it with each full moon when he does it because it's just a nice little if if you are a busy person you got stuff going on you can't like put all your tools outside it's a great way to just be intentional for a little short smidgen of your day yeah i didn't want to put the energy into it but i was like it just take 10 minutes and being on our period it kind of makes it yeah hard to be motivated but yeah just I went outside, looked at her, wrote down, like, goals and dreams, and then Mm -hmm. whatever, like, my fears and things holding me back from him, burned that shit, and then shoved the other one. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Kept the other one. (laughs) Where'd you put it? (laughs) And I made Curtis do it, too, and that was about, I put my moon water outside, and some of my crystals, but that's about That's a lot more than I did. You did great. That's, like, perfect 
I do want to come just lay in the swim spot next I know. Time. I really wanted to do that, but we got caught up. Oh, yeah. The other thing that happened this week, we got keys to oh, yeah. um, my future boutique and healing space. I'm so excited. My husband will be taking half of the space. So I was helping him put together some stuff for his office part. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. So I was doing that. So I guess, you know, actively working on the things I'm Manifesting. calling in. Yeah. So even if it wasn't like all witchy style, Dreams still doing goals, stuff. <laughs> Making women, stuff happen. Wellness and yeah. all things. It was a pretty good week and really looking forward to this week. Yeah. Today we interviewed our first guest. Our first guest. So exciting. We're it making was shit incredible. happen. I had chills like the whole time. The whole time. Full body nipple chills. Full body nipple chills. <laughs> My nipples are so hard. <laughs> and I'm not wearing a bra today, which is great. So yeah, they're just like flow. flying around. <laughs> <laughs> On their little witch rooms. Oh my God. <laughs> Someone draw that for us, please. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. We talk about, what did we talk about? Soul readings, Akashic records. Past life past regressions, regressions. Hypnosis. Dolores Cannon. Oh, just so much. She's an incredible soul with so much knowledge and beautiful things to offer. And she did our card pull for yeah. us today. And it was so spot on so with good. just everything we we're talking about and the energy that we're moving forward with. So I'm really grateful and so excited for Can't you all to, to listen. So enjoy. <laughs> Okay, so let's all just close our eyes for a minute. Listeners, if you're driving, don't close your eyes, please. (laughs) (laughs) But just receive this little blessing and grounding moment. So let's take in three deep breaths. And the last one we will hold at the top for a few seconds. So breathe in through your nose. And release through your mouth. Breathe in once more and release. And one last big one holding at the top. And release. We like to call in our guides, both for me and Taylor, as well as our guest, calling the guides of our listeners to be here with us during this very first episode with a guest. Thank you for this opportunity, guiding us to one another, allowing for our schedules to be cleared and open for this magical experience and conversation. Mm Please allow us to share what is most needed for ourselves right now, as well as what is most needed to be heard by the collective. Allow it to flow freely, easily, smoothly, with ease and joy. Thank you for being with us and filling our cups in this incredible way, being able to connect with one another in person and virtually Mm -hmm. and across the whole world through the magical podcast hi guys all right we're here today with our guest celeste ryan celeste can you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do 
Sure. So I am a mental health therapist, mm-hmm. but my passion is doing psychic work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I call myself an intuitive empath. And that just means that I am able to really tune into who people are, what their motivations are, what they're feeling, what they're experiencing as they go about their day. In fact, I joked with a friend of mine a while back saying that I should have been an FBI profiler because I can really, <laughs> for some reason, I know, right? I can totally tune in to people like it's who not they too are. Late. I love I that. <laughs> We're fans of true crime over here. Oh, you know what? Me too. (laughs) Me too. I love that stuff. But so along with being an intuitive empath, I'm also uh, a hypnotherapist Mm -hmm. and with the main focus of past life regression. And like I said, I'm a mental health therapist. So, oh, and I also do energy healing. I always forget about that piece, but I am a level two Reiki. I've never awesome. gotten, you know, a master uh, master Reiki level, but partly because I have kind of created my own type of energy work mm, yeah, that I do I with that. my clients. And yeah, so let's see, healer, intuitive empath, hypnotherapist. And then I also feel like I'm a teacher. Like I, yeah. that's probably my biggest purpose for being on this planet, along with, you know, helping people, it's to teach people how to help themselves. Yeah. Yes. That's really what a healer is being about. I think that's uh, what I always tell people, like as a healer myself, in a session, I'm just facilitating, I'm channeling, I'm not healing you, you yourself actually are doing the healing work. And I'm sure that you would agree across all of your offerings, including mental health, like you're there with the knowledge to help them kind of get to the root of the issue and help them, but they really are showing up and deciding to do the work. It's very empowering when you look at it like that. A lot of people don't really realize that they are the healers. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love what you just said. And I Mm -hmm. agree with it 110% that we are just the conduit mm-hmm. yeah. to prep the way for the client to come to their own healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so juicy. before we jump into all your services and what those things mean, can you kind of give us a little background on how you came into this and what your spiritual journey's been like up to this yeah. point? Yeah. So I think like a lot of sensitive people, when I was a child, I was incredibly sensitive. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us are really yes. sensitive, but back then it wasn't encouraged. Right. For, you know, you weren't supposed to cry. You weren't supposed to notice things that other people, um, you know, the energy off of other people. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, if I met somebody and as a child, their energy really bothered me. It wasn't. Mm-hmm it was kind of minimized back then. And that, yeah. that was just the way it was, you know, with our parents' generation. Yeah. But I just, I was very sensitive. I could tell when things weren't right. We lived in a haunted townhouse mm. when I Where? was little. Wow. So my dad was in the military and we lived in Hawaii on the army base. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely haunted. So mm. I remember, so back in the day, because I'm I'm much older than you guys, but back in the day, 
I had those like a bozo the clown doll that you would pull the cord and it would talk. Yeah, so creepy. <laughs> I, I do not bozo. like. I do not Sounds like. like the clowns. beginning of a horror film. <laughs> it it is because the damn thing would talk. Like it would be in the closet and it would start talking. Oh, creepy! It was creepy, and I also had and Try so me. so yeah. I was no stop. <laughs> <laughs> Chucky creeps me out. I cannot watch any kind of horror stuff because mm -hmm. I because you've experienced just, it. Well, yeah, and I know yeah. that sometimes it's real. Yeah, you know, it, obviously not for everybody, but it's real. Like totally. stuff happens to people for sure. But so here I am. We lived in Hawaii probably from I don't know one to five or something, and um, yeah, it some really creepy stuff happened and my dad you know a lot of stuff happened to my dad my mom just ignored it and went to bed but my dad was always awake when <laughs> when stuff would here. happen you know <laughs> things would go missing or would be moved or mm -hmm. like half of his sandwich would be gone you know just weird creepy wow. stuff but mm -hmm. in my own room things would move and the toys that could talk would talk without the string being pulled and, and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I do want to say that I feel like I had some kind of protector. Mm -hmm. So for example, I, I was probably about three and a half. And I remember this very clearly. I went to my mom and I said, Mom, that really nice lady, mm -hmm. the dark haired lady, the black haired lady showed up again last night. And my mom said, oh, oh that was a dream. Yeah. And she's like, no, nope, of course, that was a dream because my mom was in denial us. about everything yeah, that was happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. I'm like, oh, no. And I remember very clearly I was like stomping my foot. I was like, it was not a dream, mommy. Yeah. It was not. And but she would come in and I feel like she was a buffer between me and all the stuff that was going on in the house. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, like scary stuff happened. Yes, I do mm -hmm. feel like she's still with me. Mm -hmm. She's part yeah, of my spiritual gonna, team. I was going to ask, like, does she feel like familiar to you? Like, do you feel like maybe it's an ancestor or just someone who was like, this little baby needs some help? I feel, well, I know who it is. Okay, yeah. wonderful. Yes, yes. And she is part of my soul group, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. And yeah. we, she and I have had multiple, multiple past lives together. Mm -hmm. In that. fact, one time, so I was probably 18 months old and I fell down the stairs mm -hmm. in this same townhouse. I fell down the stairs. My mom was at the top and um, my dad was at the bottom. And I just, I was going up, but I fell backwards. I was like crawling wow. up and I fell backwards. And my dad to this day said, he says to me, it's like somebody carried you down and and laid you at the bottom of the stairs like you did not hit wow. anything there was not a mark on you you just kind of tumbled but it was like somebody just kind of helped you and oh, it was her beautiful it was her that's so, so i have all the chills yeah. that's such a beautiful story <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i love then, that she's still with you too she is i know mm -hmm. she's amazing mm -hmm. she's such a wise a wise soul very powerful and then so you know as you grow up back then if you're a sensitive kid, it's squashed. And yep. so I did not really notice anything like that. But then in high school, I started really picking out books about psychic mediums and psychics mm -hmm. and 
and witches. I was really into, yes. you know, the whole, what it was, what it meant to be a witch and not really Wicca, the religion, yeah. but definitely like trying to understand the witch burnings, mm-hmm. the burning times as they call mm-hmm. it, right? The Spanish Inquisition and um, the Salem witch trials. I mean, I just dove right in. My mom was like, do you need to tell me something? (laughs) (laughs) Nope, nothing to see here. (laughs) I'm like, what? I'm just learning history. What do you, what's the problem? (laughs) Exactly. But I was fascinated by all that kind of stuff. And and then- Were your parents religious? My dad was not. My Mm -hmm. mom was. So she was raised Catholic. And so I was raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. And I went to church. Every Sunday, I was not allowed to skip. And, you know, I was baptized. I was, I went through mm-hmm. first communion and then mm-hmm. confirmation, the whole yeah. thing. And then at 18, I had enough. Yeah. Yeah. I just said. It's all very relatable. Yeah. It's like, funny because both of us were also born on military bases and raised Catholic as well. Oh my yeah. gosh. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very fun coinky dink. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So as soon as you said that, we looked at each other like, okay. <laughs> this is so perfect. I yeah. love it. So um, same. Yeah. That is so. But here's the thing when you're, when you are raised on an, a military base it's like the church gives like creates this community yeah it's true and so especially yeah. when you're overseas like you i mean you know hawaii you're you're literally trapped on an island you know you have nothing else the community like you can't get in your car and drive to the next state it's very isolating mm-hmm. so you need to yeah. find what community does exist and often church yeah. is a place for people exactly Exactly. And yeah, and we lived in Germany too. So it was the same there. I did too. How funny. (laughs) You did? Where did you live? I lived in Schweinfurt. I don't know where that is, but I went to school in in Heidelberg. Heidelberg. I know the name. I don't know that I ever went there though. Was that north or south? I think it's more south. I could be totally wrong. It's been a long time. I was six when I moved out there and just hating moving around so much so I you know very begrudged about living somewhere magical (laughs) like now I'm like what a cool opportunity I had as a child but yeah I was I was a teenager and hated leaving my friends so I was angry (laughs) yeah Yeah. but how old were you when you were in Germany so I was born there and then we moved around ended up in Hawaii for the longest. And then we moved back to Germany when I was about five, five and a half. Mm-hmm. And then we moved back to the States when I was almost 10. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. The military life. The military life. It's hard right. when you're a kid to live it though. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, I really missed Germany when I moved. Oh yeah. To Indiana. Beautiful place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I I remember looking at my dad and saying, Dad, I was like, what the heck? What did you do? What did you do? Yeah. Why did you get put here? I was like, where are the mountains? Where's the castle? This is not fun. I don't like it here. It's flat. 
Yeah, can different. feel like a punishment sometimes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, so you're studying the witch trials yeah. okay. and oh, yeah. you know, you're getting curious in high school. Yeah. And then in my 20s, I really dove into reading like the Seth materials channeled, you know, books so that were channeled. what does that mean to someone that doesn't know anything? So the Seth materials is a bunch of books written by Jane Roberts who channeled Seth, um, some kind of um, energetic being. Hmm. And I don't think I've ever heard it. Yeah. It's really powerful stuff. And I started, I actually started reading that in high school. I didn't understand really what the heck I was reading. I'm like, what the hell is this? Um, But later on, I returned to reading that kind of material. And I really was fascinated by people who channel other entities Mm -hmm. and other beings. And, and so I kind of dove into that and, you know, a conversation with God, a bunch of books called the conversation with God. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just like, Basically, I just went through a learning process. Just ate it up. Yeah. I just ate it up for sure. And then, I, and I went, I started going to all these psychics in my 20s, mm. you know. And at the time, right? It was a lot of, it cost a lot of money, but I was yeah, like, expensive. you know, every psychic fair I was there. was like, <laughs> what are you going to tell me this time? Oh my gosh. I've had so many readings back then because I was just fascinated with it all. Probably good and bad too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anything that stood out to you that may have kind of pushed you to change the course where you are today? Hmm. You know, not that when I look back, not really. It was something I just kind of did on the side. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't started my own inner work yet. Yeah. So once I started. Really about exploration. <laughs> It, that's it. You called it. It yeah. was all about exploration at that time. And, and it wasn't until I decided to go to counseling myself to deal with my own childhood trauma. Yeah. That's when things kind of shifted and changed for me. Mm. And at that time, I was actually a stockbroker at Charles Schwab. Wow. <laughs> I was wondering so what your different. career was at this point. <laughs> Sounds so, stressful. <laughs> oh, it was so stressful. Was yeah, so you need stressful. therapy for that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was hard. It was really hard work. And but at that time was when 9-11 happened. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And it was that mm. shifted and changed my life. That event. Because so here I am working in a call center. There's TVs everywhere, so we could watch the market all day long. Mm-hmm. And Were you after, living in New York? No, no. Actually, oh, I was still in Indianapolis, but that's okay. where one of the call centers was. And mm-hmm. we just, you know, however many weeks it was on TV, twenty four seven. We watched it twenty four seven. So I went to work. Yeah. I watched it on the TVs there. I came home. I watched it on the TVs there. And so many of our clients lost so much money. Oh gosh. So imagine being 80 years old and having lost your whole life savings and being broke. Yes. And so I would be talking to these clients and they're crying and I just would try and help them, you know, like by listening. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. All I could do was listen. I mean, there was nothing I could do. And 
And I remember I got in trouble because my manager's like, you can't just stay on the phone with them that long. You have to, <laughs> like, you have to get the next phone call. And yeah. I'm like, but they're crying. They're, yeah. they've lost everything. They're devastated. Aww. And that's when I decided, I think I need to go back to school mm-hmm. and become mm-hmm. a therapist. And so that's what I did. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then how did that lead you so how did that turn into more of a spiritual practice for you and like soul and energy work in the long run? Yeah. So, so in 05, I graduated from, with my master's in social work and started working. And that was my focus was just helping people. And then in 2012, I had like an awakening experience. Mm. What was that like? It was... <laughs> So I had called a psychic medium who had written these books and I called him and had a session with him and he told me a past life. And so when I, and I knew that that's what he was going to talk about because that's what the books were about is that he is a psychic medium and he's able to tune into people's past lives. And so that's when I've always been fascinated by people's past lives and how they Mm -hmm. impact our life now, but having somebody tell me a past life that I had that was super traumatic. Mm-hmm. And when he told me what had happened to me, I started crying so hard and I am not a crier, mm-hmm. or at least I wasn't back then. And, <laughs> and I just started crying and I was like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? Like I'm trying to you know, cover the phone, like not letting mm-hmm. him hear me and I'm just mm-hmm. sobbing. And he, he could hear me and he's like, that shows me that we're onto something here. Mm. And like you resonated so he, he, with what he told you? Everything. Yes. Okay. It was such a powerful past life and it was very, very traumatic. So that was in December, which was a very significant time of 2012. December of 2012, like uh, yeah. 12, 12, 2012, you know, was like 21. Really yeah. <laughs> yes. So then I forgot about that. And 2013, well, on New Year's Eve and New Year's morning, I had a Kundalini awakening. Mm. How did how was that brought about? I what does up, that mean for somebody that doesn't know what that means? Good question. Basically, the Kundalini, and and I'm not a like expert on this, but mm-hmm. my understanding, my brief understanding about the Kundalini energy is that it is an energy that runs up and down your spine mm-hmm. and it's connected to your chakras and it's like life force energy. It's like, a, and, they say like a coiled snake, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it starts off in your root chakra, right? Right At the base of the mm-hmm. spine. And so <laughs> I'm going to be really blunt here. I yeah, woke up ahead. having the most amazing orgasm ever. Amazing. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? I know. I was like, that was wow. wonderful. And yes, then, please. <laughs> yeah, more please. But then it went to shit. Wow. So I way. get up and I have the worst cramps ever. Oh, God. I had just started my period and I had the worst migraine ever. Wow. But the dog needs to be walked. So I get up and it's super cold. It's like 22 degrees outside and I have to walk the dog. So I'm bundled up, hat, gloves, scarf, coat, 
I go outside walking her and all of a sudden I got the worst hot flash. Hmm. Like I was sweating, wow. like it was running down my face. I take off all of it. I'm taking off my hat, <laughs> my gloves, my scarf. Wow. I'm unzipping my coat and I look at the dog and I'm like, I'm sorry, I, you can only <laughs> pee right now, <laughs> but we're going back to the house. Because like, I don't I know what's there. happening to me. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me and I'm about to vomit. And so I'm like oh my dragging gosh. my poor dog back in. So I get into my apartment. I'm pulling all my clothes off because I'm like literally soaked. I'm sweating and I have the worst cramps and I have to go throw up. Oh. And, and I'm like, what a shit show after a magnificent so, orgasm. Right? It started out so great. Balance. Balance. <laughs> it just went downhill like you would not believe. So basically, I ended up taking something for my migraine and I crawled into bed after I threw up and I crawled back into bed and put an ice pack on my head. And then all of a sudden I got really cold, put all the covers on me because at that point I was naked. So I pull all the covers on me and get a sweatshirt and I think I slept for like five hours. Wow. At that time, I did not know that it was a Kundalini awakening. Mm-hmm. At that time, did I thought, someone like what? tell you that's what this was, or you just did some research, or just kind of like clicked, and you're like, I bet that's what that was. How did that happen? Everyone thought I was just having a panic attack, More like, like my friends, a bug or something. Yeah, they like, and I was like, I wasn't panicking about anything. I woke up with this awesome <laughs> orgasm. What do you mean? I was, I was in a great place. <laughs> then it just kind of yeah I just forgot about it yeah and it wasn't probably until 2017 2018 that I was talking to a friend and the friend said huh I wonder if you had a kundalini awakening wow and I was like oh my god I got chills they got chills and that's when I realized that that was what it was yes (laughs) yep chills is confirmation that's right truth bumps wow and okay so that was back in the beginning of 2013 and then i went to a training down in sacramento with dolores cannon i don't know if yes, you've ever heard of dolores hear cannon. all about that yes. oh my gosh so dolores cannon created the quantum healing hypnosis technique QHHT. and qhht yep. and she did it for most of her life. And um, she trained a bunch of people on how to do it as well. Because it through hypnosis, you can guide people to connect to their higher self mm-hmm. and get all of their questions answered during the hypnosis process. Because Did they are directly with her. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I went to a training. So I met with her through this different kind of training that was in March of 2013. And I went up to her and I said, Hey, um, I really want to learn how to do QHHT, but I'm not a hypnotherapist. And I, I think I'll wait until after I get certified as a hypnotherapist. And she said, Nope, please don't do that. (laughs) She'll have to retrain you. That's that's exactly what she said. She's like, I don't want to have to retrain you. Come to me first and then you can do whatever you want after that. So I, because I spoke to her and she was so lovely, I then decided to go to a training 
um, and it was April, May. And when I was there, we had to practice on each other. It was a week-long training, and it was so fascinating. And almost all of my spiritual friends now I met at that training. Amazing. It was very much meant to be. But here was the profound part. So this is the part of my own awakening. It was my turn to be the client. Mm -hmm. And there were three of us, so myself included, and two other people. And so I'm being hypnotized. And the first life that came through was no big deal. It was just like a basic life. Uh, You know, we all have had those basic lives. Like we (laughs) were born, we're, you know, we meet somebody, have a family or not, and then we die. Mm -hmm. And so very basic. And then the second life, all of a sudden, I'm looking down this like black tunnel and I see almost like a movie at the end of the tunnel. And I start going down and I recognize what that psychic medium had shared with me. Oh. that past life. And I was like, I was just like flabbergasted because I had forgotten all about it. Mm. Wow. And I, even though I'm a clairvoyant and I'm a very visual person, I'm a visual learner mm-hmm. and I'm a very visual dreamer. But when I'm hypnotized, I don't see that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it. And all of a sudden I am going through this past life and I am getting more detail than I had through my session with uh, the psychic medium. And I, I remember that my partner who was the one doing the hypnosis, he was probably like 24. So he was very young and super mm-hmm. smart, brilliant, but he didn't quite know what he was doing. And so I'm going through this traumatic experience and I am like shaking on the bed, yeah. having like a shock experience, right? Yeah. And he was trying to rush me through the process because he's like, oh my God, what's she doing? Why is she freaking out? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I had to tell him, I was like, no, please. Yeah. Like I said, go back. I need to yeah, process this. I need to get this out. Mm-hmm. And so he, I was able to guide him to do that. I was able to process it. I got more information than, like I said, the psychic medium had given me. And it was, I was able to forgive the choices that I made in that past life mm. and how it had impacted me in this life. How freeing. It was. Wow. And after that was when you bring in your higher self. Mm-hmm. And here was the fun thing. I was definitely channeling my higher self. I could feel my higher self trying to speak through my voice. Wow. And it was like this pressure behind my vocal cords. And so I would say something. And of course, there's that part of you in your mind that's like, oh my God, this is such bullshit. This isn't working. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. The human ego stuffing human... in. It's healthy. You should question everything. That's right. I'm like, what is going on? And so I had a bunch of uh, questions answered. And after that, my gifts, it's like they just opened up. Wow, you unlocked yourself. Ugh, full body chills. Yeah. It was so, so many chills. powerful. And at that point, 
I started doing psychic fairs. My mediumship abilities were like on fire. Like everything was on fire, right? I was just open and it was just coming through. However, I did not have the confidence. Mm -hmm. So I quit my, my, I quit the private practice group I was with doing the mental health stuff because I wanted to Mm -hmm. only do the spiritual stuff. And I decided to go back to school and become sort of a certified hypnotherapist, which I did. And yeah, so I just kind of changed my life or I tried to, Yeah. but I didn't, you know, it doesn't happen in a couple of months, but back then I was like, spirit wants me to do this. this. It's going to happen. And it didn't. Mm-hmm. You have to integrate. <laughs> your human has to catch up with all of the things your spirit did in this tiny little bubble for a few minutes. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, and I think when you get shown just a little bit, you're like, okay, I'm fucking ready. Let's, Let's get, get it. it. And then it's like, <laughs> you still have all of your old habits and like thoughts and beliefs that you're just can't push aside you have to work through all of those I think that's where I'm at right now yeah mm-hmm. yeah that you you nailed it Taylor you nailed it that's exactly what it was is that I still had all of those beliefs about not being good enough mm-hmm. doing the comparison thing um uh, especially well, there's the also a big stigma around that too so it's not something that everyone's gonna understand And so you have to kind of do it for yourself and just know that, like, if that's your purpose, it's how it's going to be, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time, it was really tough because I didn't have the money. Yeah. To do all the things that I wanted to do. I, you know, I was, like I said, I was, I traveled to Sacramento. I traveled to Portland. I was doing these side uh, psychic fairs and stuff like that. And, um, I actually, I was, I was a co-host on this cable channel show. <laughs> what? Yes. You've done so much. <laughs> I, for this, it was, and it was with a psychic medium. Oh my gosh. I can't remember his name. Okay. Um, but anyways, I went down to the Bay area and auditioned but, and he, he would do like three or four episodes at one time. So once a month, he was like, you, you'd have to come down once a month. And, and he's like, I really want you to do this, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't afford it. So I ended up having to get a real job. And when you have a real job working 40 hours a week, you can't do fun stuff like that. So yeah. And And so that I set that aside and I kind of turned it off and then it was rough because to be honest, back then I thought the universe doesn't want me to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I worked at my real job. I worked in a um, medical clinic Mm -hmm. as a mental health and behavioral health therapist. But at the same time, I got a lot of people because I worked in Ashland. So I got a lot of people Mm -hmm. who were very spiritually focused and um, very spiritual themselves and So all the right people were drawn to me and yeah. And I just worked within the realm of mental health, but incorporated a lot of the spiritual stuff because that's my passion. 
and the people who came to me that was their passion yeah yeah i didn't preface this before but i actually met celeste as my therapist (laughs) and there will be times where i'm like i don't fucking understand and she's like um girl i think that might not be something from this life like we can go process that a different way which is so cool i don't feel like i've even knew people did that and I wasn't really aware when I found you either. Um, so I think that that's a really beautiful, the way you've meshed it all together is just a really beautiful thing. Thank you. You're I, welcome. I don't know if other people do that. I hope so because more and more people are waking up. Yeah, yeah. so needed right now. I'm, I'm very grateful that you do exist and your journey has led you to blend the two together and there's going to be so many people who are meant to work with you who do find you and I also think that someone might hear this that's in the mental health field and know that it's okay to integrate both and that that is really beneficial thing for people yeah when I first sought out therapy that was a big thing for me was you know when I'm filling out my form to get paired with somebody in in the world it's that was a big part of it for me was I want someone who is spiritually open-minded because I'm spiritually open-minded and I need my therapy to be that way because I don't need someone trying to tell me you know I need to find faith in God or something which you know I have my own beliefs and terminology I believe we've you know we've said it before yeah God universe source Buddha, it's all the same sort of energy. But if you talk to someone that's more closed off, then yeah. they'll think you're summoning the devil exactly. and it'll be a whole different thing. And I, I think there are a lot of people who do desire more open-mindedness in therapy or more of this sort of open spirituality yeah. concept in therapy. Mm-hmm. I. I'm grateful to know you now in the way that I do, but oh my gosh, if I had found you when I was looking for therapy, like you, you know, you were exactly what I would want. So there will be more people who find you, who need you. And, and it'll be beautiful to see how you continue to grow as well and develop new offerings and new ways of working with people. Yeah. It sounds like you're kind of not at the beginning, but still kind of, at the start of what you're capable of and envision for yourself in this field, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit and then I'm going to jump to, to the now. So back in 2018, I decided to leave the clinic that I worked at and I opened up my own private practice with the understanding that any clients who reached out to me, I would tell them up front that, Hey, I am an intuitive empath. I do energy healing work as well. Like I'm a very spiritual person. And if that, if that makes you uncomfortable, then you might want to find another therapist. Mm -hmm. And I built up my, my whole private practice around people who wanted to come and be able to talk about their own spiritual awakening process. Because Amazing. a lot of people are going through that right now, yes. right now, more than ever, um, yes. more so now, I think, especially after the whole COVID quarantine and uh-huh. all of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of uh, snapped a lot of people awake. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all in isolation and with ourselves, ultimately, you may have a few other people, but I think a lot of people were really given the opportunity to or forced to in some instances to go inside and do that deeper healing work. And mm-hmm. it when you do decide to do that, things do unlock for you. <laughs> Magic and just does something happen. about having social media and being able to like so easily connect with others and share those experiences and just know that like you're not the only one and that you're not crazy and then Mm -hmm. you can you have access to so much more information like than you did you know back in 2013 it's like a lot easier for people to get to get to the bottom of all of it and figure out what that means podcasts and And tiktok yeah That is so true. I have learned so much on TikTok and Instagram. Totally agree. (laughs) I think a lot of people start their spiritual journey just from a couple of videos they saw on TikTok. It's kind of crazy. Well, I think spirit or the universe or, you know, what have you uses any method it can. Yeah. Yeah. To trigger people's awakening. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So I went into private practice with a desire to incorporate my spiritual gifts. And so I had two sides of my private practice, so to speak. I had the mental health side, and then I had the spiritual gifts that are, or the spiritual services that I offered. And so I basically did both of those for years. And then COVID happened. And then people started waking up back in 2021 <laughs> and 2022. And Things just kind of serendipitously occurred to where I had an option to make changes in my life. And I thought, okay, I have to shake things up. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, living in Oregon, it was after COVID, I just realized that my life wasn't the way I wanted it to be. So I decided Mm -hmm. that I am going to start over. And so I moved to Denver about four months ago, I moved to Denver, I picked up everything and I got rid of everything. And I went from like a a two bedroom house with a yard to now I live in this tiny little one bedroom apartment with my Mm -hmm. old dog and my old cat. And I am here to live a different, a completely different life where my focus is more on the spiritual stuff. Yeah, for you. Finally, you can do it. (laughs) Yes, finally, I'm going to do it in a way that if I'd had more confidence, I would have done back in 2013 and 2014. I've been practicing all these years and growing that confidence in yourself and your abilities. And you've had the opportunity to share that with people Mm -hmm. along the way that I'm sure I know from my own personal experience, you gain confidence through sharing, you know, you get the confirmation from people who are like, yeah, whatever you're, whatever you're channeling right now is spot on. So I'm sure that's helped you over the years. And now you get to be, this is who I am. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it's just like how I'm feeling. Cause I just am turning in my thirties or if it's like a collective, but I feel like it's, I'm in this like, who fucking cares stage like what is confidence make it up who fucking cares like it doesn't matter 
It doesn't matter. Just do what you want to do. There are people less qualified out there, mm. delusionally confident, doing <laughs> way worse than you're going to. So you might as well get over yourself and just do it. Oh my God, that delusionally confident. <laughs> I love That's that. where I'm at. I'm, I'm, to, I'm going to remember that statement because that actually, yes. that's so true. You're right. Yeah. There are people who. What do you have to lose? Them, right? That's right. So what does that look like for you now in Denver? Are you exuding that confidence that you hope to? What does your practice look like now? How are you running your business? Mm-hmm. So it's it's still a work in progress. Um, however, when I go out and I meet new people, I tell them, you know, they're like, oh, so what do you do? And I say, well, I'm a mental health therapist and I'm a psychic. Yeah. I also do hypnosis. Oh, it's so hard owning psychic, Isn't but it's it? so empowering when you do. I understand so but much. That's that's who I am now. I cannot exactly. hold that back. And oh. right, you have that to you have to step into that space, even when other people become uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So proud of you. Thanks. That makes me so happy and inspires me to. Amber's Keep on the doing same it too. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. I've been kind of scoping things out for you, Amber, and I love it. I love it. It is it's so, so interesting. Time for us. Right before getting on this call with you, I, you know, I was looking at your website and just reading everything to kind of get a good little refresh and, and see, you know, learn a little bit more about you. And I told Taylor when she got here, I was like, it's, it's like we are kindred spirits, like a lot of what you have gone through or done or, you know, how you got to where you are and things that we do are very similar and very aligned. And yeah, even just, the Denver swim. There, yeah, there's, there's so many things. And, and I, I saw recently from someone I never thought about this concept before. And who's to say if it's right or wrong, but um, that our souls incarnate with only part of our souls we're not fully embodying our full souls in this earth and that there is possibility for our souls to incarnate as multiple people at the same time and you know like reading about you and learning about you and connecting with you i feel like you and i could be pulled from the same cloth (laughs) (laughs) except that we're learning a lot of similar things and i don't know if our soul would do that (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) No, I love that. And I absolutely believe that's true, that our souls are infinite. So why wouldn't we be having many, many past lives at the same time? Because time doesn't exist. Exactly. I just thought it was such a cool concept that I never thought about. And I heard that and I was like, yeah, why not? That's totally possible. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I love it. Awesome. So what are um, some of your favorite ways to work with people now? Like uh, Mm -hmm. you have several different offerings and different ways you can help people, which is incredible. What are some of your favorites that you would like to share with our audience? So I still do the mental health counseling. I have not totally abandoned that part (laughs) of my offerings um, because it's, it's very needed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, my passion is doing my soul readings where I tune into people's Akashic records. And so what, what does that mean? 
be a yeah, I'm like, I yeah. need you to break it all exactly. down. <laughs> all down. What is a soul reading? What is an Akashic record? Mm-hmm. What the heck does that mean? Yep. So the Akashic record, everyone has one. And it is the historical recording of your soul. All and each and Whoa. every experience you've ever had. When you had a lifetime as a beggar in the streets of India or a galactic star being in the Pleiadian star system. I mean, every single one of your experiences is stored in your energetic field. Mm-hmm. Now, some people say it's actually stored in a, in a huge library, an energetic library. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But my opinion of that has changed because it feels more like when I tune into somebody to offer a soul reading, I am tuning into their energy, right? And it mm-hmm. it feels like something that in their earthly body is kept with them. It's like a Boy Scout badge. <laughs> or, <it's> like, <laughs> or a whole like bunch of badges. Yeah, well, yeah, like, exactly. Several. Like each, yeah. each experience is its own. <laughs> I always think yeah. of like... Actually, I did a past life regression with Amber a couple weeks ago. That was pretty crazy. And at one point I had this book of, I felt like everything that all of the secrets of the universe, whether it be just mine or whatever, and this beam of light shot up from it. And then I was heard like point it at yourself and I pointed it at myself. And to me, it was like, like code on a computer, like zero, zero, one, zero, like starting at my feet and downloading all the way up to my, like, oh my crown. Gosh, that's, and then, that's so I magic. it was insane. <laughs> yeah, that's magical. Wow. So to me, maybe like, maybe that's how it is stored in there in some mm-hmm. way. It was like this download of information. Yeah. But why, why couldn't it be that? I don't know. Yeah, it could be anything. It could be anything. It's <laughs> kind of makes I, I, me feel like no we live in a reasons. simulation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who knows? I mean, seriously, Who we knows? don't know. Um, yeah. But so when I do a soul reading, I tune into people's soul, meaning that I pick up on past lives. I pick up on where, like, which energetic stream they might have originated from. Mm. Because what does we, that mean? It's so some of us, and I've only kind of delved into this topic recently because I heard somebody share um, a different way of looking at it on how we, where we originate from and, and all of that, where I was like, oh, my mind was blown. So my understanding is that some of our souls have originated through a galactic energy stream. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then other souls have originated through like a earthly based energetic stream or a deity based Mm -hmm. energetic stream like there's lots of different ways that souls are born and come in wow okay okay so when i tune into somebody i might say oh my gosh i i am picking up that you came from the pleiadian star system that 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 is the energetic stream that you originated from Wow. You might not have stayed there, but um, that's where you, I feel that you really resonate the most with. So why would someone 
want to do this reading? Like, what does it benefit you in this life to go and tap into that information? I think that it allows people to get some information about why they are the way they are in this Mm -hmm. life. So for example, if somebody has had many, many past lives here on earth, then they probably could be considered an old soul through earth, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody, all souls are old souls pretty much Mm -hmm. um, because we just are on a soul level, but not everyone has been here to earth. So some Mm -hmm. of us have been here many, many times here on earth. And so we get it. We know how this works. We know how to be a creator being here on earth in spite of the veil, in spite of the limitations that are put on us, right? But you can always yeah. tell the newbie souls or the souls who yeah, are to say, You can tell a newborn so easily. I'm like, ugh, first time here. <laughs> Get it together. Yes. They're the ones who are out there fighting in the streets and they're like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they can't seem to settle down. They, they have something to prove. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, those folk, those souls tend to be kind of new here. Um, and, and then also understanding people's relationships, why they're struggling, mm-hmm. what they can do about it. So my soul readings are a little bit more in depth you know, we might touch on the fact that they have trauma, childhood trauma, that's really tripping them up and in their relationships as an adult. And what can they do about that? And why this past life might be impacting their current life, things like that. Um, I'm not really, my focus isn't on giving people predictions. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why is because we all have free will. And Mm -hmm. if you turn left, but I, I said that you're going to turn right and this is going to happen and you turn left, then it's not going to happen. Yeah. So um, you do that and then you do the QHHT. What is the beyond quantum healing? So beyond quantum healing, which was created by Candice Craw Goldman. And I can't remember. She worked. I think she had a partner or more, more partners in creating that technique she was actually one of the top people who I would almost call her one of Dolores Cannon's right-hand women. Mm-hmm. And so, but she wanted to create a hypnosis process that was a little bit more fluid than QHHT. QHHT is, is pretty rigid and mm-hmm. Dolores Cannon wanted it to be a certain way. And she did not want you to deviate away from that because that's the process that worked for her over time. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, nope, this process works. Don't mess with it. And then mm-hmm. Candace Craw Goldman, um, who's an amazing person, she said, well, why can't we create a process that's a little bit more fluid? It would allow for ritual, for setting mm-hmm. intention, for the practitioners intuition to come through so it it's very it's a very beautiful process and it's probably one of my favorites but i also created my own process that's a little bit more affordable it doesn't last as long because people don't always have the funds to pay for a longer process they don't have the time but they still want to walk away with the qhht 
it can be four to five hours. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Okay. If I've never met the person before, because I need to establish a rapport and get to know them. Mm -hmm. um, with the Beyond Quantum Healing, it's, I would say, probably three to four hours. And then with my session, it's probably two, two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. What would somebody expect to pay for services like those? So the um, QHHT, I, I actually raised my prices because it takes so much time. Yeah, that's a whole day. That's pretty much a whole day. That's it. That's all I'm doing. I'm not going to, and I'm wiped out afterwards. Mm -hmm. So that is, I think I raised it up to 444. I mean, I for five a, hours, that's not bad. really a good price. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I and, also think that more people know what that is now. And mm -hmm. so when so they type your name into the website, <laughs> you pop up, right? Um, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm in the QHHT directory anymore. I was mm -hmm. at one point, but things changed. Once Dolores Cannon passed away in 2014, things changed with the management of that website. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm not sure well, if I come up. But. Even if you just put it on like Instagram or something, I'm sure people would seek that out because a lot more people know what yeah. that means now. Yeah, no kidding. And are willing to pay for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is brain spotting? Is that a spiritual thing or is that something you do with your therapy? So brain spotting is what I, I, it's a treatment technique that I use in mental health therapy. Is and it it's, different from EDMR? It is. I call it the quick and dirty version of EMDR. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's fewer steps and it is very powerful. I have worked with a lot of folks who have PTSD. Let's say they um, were attacked by a dog or they were in a horrible car accident or they had sexual assault trauma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they come in and I work with them for a couple of sessions and get them to the, using brain spotting to get them to the place where it no longer is ruling their energetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. So I've actually spoke with someone that you've done that with. Um, that was a sexual assault survivor that told me how intense it was and hard, but felt like it really worked. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. When you are in the midst of it, you are experiencing. Crying, <laughs> yeah, throwing it's, up. Yeah. Yes. You're experiencing everything mm -hmm. all over again, but it's in a safe space. And if you mm -hmm. like, like I tell my clients, you don't stop when you're in the middle of hell. You keep going. You get through mm. it. You don't just stop and think you're going to turn around. No, we're going to just push through it. And you will get to a place where it's not the PTSD is not so symptomatic anymore. Mm -hmm. Do you do a lot of um, like, what is your ritual to keep your own energy protected during heavy stuff like that? So <laughs> I have a necklace i need to get it fixed but i have a mother mary necklace a, a little um carryover from my catholic childhood mm -hmm. <laughs> and so i actually use that as a pendulum and i clear my energetic field with it amazing after i'm done yeah do you have any fun. good um self-care rituals that you do regularly to kind of fill your own cup back up mm-hmm 
So Epsom salt baths, mm -hmm. so important to clear our energetic so field. And yeah. it's just lovely to just relax yeah. <laughs> and, and in the heat of the water and just, yeah, um, being out in nature. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of good nature out there in Colorado. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I love it. so good right now. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, just hanging out with your friends, hanging out with people yeah. who love and support you and accept you for who you are. Yes. Yeah. Those are some of the um, things. I have a couple, like, to go back to past lives and, like, Akashic records and stuff. I feel like for me and most people, I can't wrap my mind around, like, the timeline thing and the time not being real. Like, what the fuck does all that mean? It's such a mind fuck. <laughs> <laughs> time and space. What are they? <laughs> like, how do you view it? How do you make sense of all of that? Mm -hmm. So... It, it took me quite a while to figure out how to, because I'm a visual person. So mm -hmm. the way that I look at past lives, because there is no past, they're all happening at the same time, is that it's like I look at the, the earth as a map. Okay. And so I might be having a past life as a druid in Ireland back in, you know, 500 whatever whatever and then i'm also having this lifetime now and then i'm having a lifetime in africa and and so it's like all of my lives are plotted out on this map at the same time mm -hmm. well we just take time off the table it's just plotted out on this map yeah it's just happening at the same time yeah so kind of like how you said like there's new souls, old souls. Um, do you believe there's anything, do you believe there's such thing as an evil soul? Or do you think that we come into this life and you got the lessons to learn and sometimes you're a dick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what yeah. about the assholes of the world? Yeah. Or, why, the, or the murderers? Why are or, there serial killers? Yeah. Why would people, mm -hmm. you know rape someone else, you know, nah, mm -hmm. bad people. Yeah. I, I don't think of people as being, I don't feel like there are evil souls out there. Mm -hmm. Are there evil entities out there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe that, but I don't think that human be, you know, the souls that come into human beings to have, to experience a human life. I think mm -hmm. all of us have at some point been a murderer. Oh, and a victim. We've we've played every mm -hmm. role, especially mm -hmm. the longer or the more often we've come here and experienced lifetimes here on earth, we have played each and every role. We have been yeah. the evil people and we've been the good people. But to be honest, when I worked in substance abuse treatment, when I first got out of grad school, I met people who were on probation who were probably murderers and rapists. Mm -hmm and child molesters and we're all human. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> there were times where I would work with this, you know, big scary guy with tattoos and and um you know, prison tattoos all over him and stuff and he would talk about how he cared about his grandmother and when he was out of prison, you know, how he tried to take care of her. So mm -hmm. 
we we have many sides to us, many facets to us. You can't just say that somebody is, oh, they're just truly evil. I, yeah. I mean, I haven't met anybody like that, but at the same time, the older I get, the less I know. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. So I've had multiple dreams where I've murdered someone. <laughs> um, and like, I don't ever remember the actual part of it, but I will come to as like, I blacked out maybe in rage or something. There's blood everywhere. And I'm like trying to figure out how to be like, take care of this situation mm-hmm. and I've also had a couple of people come up to me and say you murdered me in my dream last Holy night shit. and <laughs> I wonder if that has a correlation ever huh. I'm like sorry I, don't know. <laughs> I mean that's Won't a do great question about dreams like do you have a theory of what dreams are for us well I think scientifically and psychologically that our dreams are ways for us to process our Mm -hmm. stress Mm -hmm. and you know our daily situations but at the same time i also think that some of us do touch in on dreams of past lives and so when taylor when you talk about (laughs) this it sounds to me like the both of you have this awareness of each other in past lives so doing healing together in the dream state Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah i i think that's absolutely possible i know that i have healed a situation with my ex-husband um this last year i had gone back to indianapolis to visit a friend and i reached out to him i hadn't reached out to him in years and years like 11 12 years something like that and um and not that we ended on horrible terms like we weren't combative or anything but we you know i had to cut him off um back then and uh but i reached out and of course i didn't hear from him i didn't think i was going to however that very night that i sent that email i met with him and his i don't know if she's his girlfriend or anyways they were they're together and i dreamt that I met with the both of them and we sat down at a table and we had a chat. Do you keep a dream journal? Like, how are you so good at, um, like, do you remember the conversation at all? Or do you just know you felt relieved or finished after, I guess? Yeah. I think sometimes when it's that kind of a profound dream, I just find it easier to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I have a lot of dreams like that with an ex. And I was actually just talking about this. I had a friend in town this weekend. And, you know, at first for many, many years, I had a lot of dreams about him and us like we'd make out and, you know, all those like feelings would come up again of like, I, I, you know, I was really heartbroken when we broke up. And now over the past several years, the the dreams, and I, I meet up with him and his now partner, and we're all just, like, lovely, like, having a great time. Um, I, you know, I really do feel like I've gotten the closure I needed in that relationship through my dreams. Yeah. Because we never had real good living closure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's dreams lovely. Like that. It's yeah. really great. I think that's I have one um, question talking about like coming back into reincarnating. We're coming into the world and a lot of people have the belief of like, 
we know exactly the life we're going to live. Like mm-hmm. we sign up for the life we're living Contact. right now. So we kind of get to see the play that, that we go through. Do you believe in that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that granted we have free will, but prior mm-hmm. to incarnating here, I think we sit down and I call it like a strategic meeting. We sit down and we call in the different souls who are going to play the different roles in our lives. Mm-hmm. And and we have like, we create a soul contract. We say, okay, this is, I want to learn how to be an independent um, woman who doesn't have to rely on other people. And so mm-hmm. you can be my mom and you're going to be incredibly mm-hmm. codependent. And so mm-hmm. because by watching you, I'm going to say to myself, I don't want to be like that. And then, yeah. and then you will learn how to be more, whatever. I, I can't even think of. Yeah, absolutely. I, I believe the same thing. I just, where I do struggle with is going back to like the people who do commit these awful crimes. Like, do you think that is also something they're signing up for? Like murder doesn't just happen. It is something our souls plan for. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I think that we plan out, um, we plan out the key people, the key events, I think we have exit points. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do and you mean by that? There might be a couple of times in our lives, opportunities where we want to, and you know, be done with this mm-hmm. life and die and cross over. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder what keeps us here in those situations. More learning. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not done. Like, yeah, again, yeah. It, it's going back to the free will and choosing to keep learning. Yeah. I always like to uh, dive a little deeper in that and to kind of feel into what do I believe with that? Because I do believe that we signed up for the life we're living and the people are playing roles mm-hmm. that we have all decided they're going to play. And, you know, when you when we do experience loss or trauma, it's hard to give it up like that. Like yeah. this was supposed to happen to me Yeah. for, you know, sometimes it is really hard. Um, yeah. I find peace in that, but some people call that like, isn't the phrase like spiritual bypassing. You're like mm-hmm. kind of trying to tell someone that their, their experience <laughs> wasn't your pain is meant to happen. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's really not always it. something you want to hear. Get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, no. That's awful to tell somebody. We're, yeah. we're supposed to still, like, part of Feel the lesson it. is to have the experience and how yeah. we choose to grow through that. And mm-hmm. what well, do we learn? I think we need to remember that on a soul level, it's just an experience. But the human mm-hmm. part of us is the part of us that's traumatized. And yeah. And I think the other piece to that is that you might decide to have this experience you create this soul contract with this other soul. Let's say that it's your coach and um, this coach is going to sexually abuse you. So mm-hmm. you determine, okay, you're going to be my sexual abuser and it's going to traumatize me and it's going to impact all of my relationships with men going forward, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I just lost my train of thought. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just kind of like what happened. you learn from that experience. Um, well, nope, going back gonna... to like the human where, you know, we're then traumatized and how we then mm-hmm. deal with 
the trauma that happened to us yeah. that that our soul chose to have happen to that us. are yes exactly yeah. that our soul chose to happen oh this is what i was going to say um so sometimes so we make this agreement and so let's say that you make this agreement that okay your abuse is only going to be a three out of ten mm. but then mm -hmm. you come down here and you you know the veil is there. So you forget all about being a soul. You're just a human being and you're just mm -hmm. experiencing things as a human being. And all of a sudden the other person goes overboard mm -hmm. and now yeah. their abuse is a five instead of a three. You agreed on a three, but they forgot. And mm, you are like, okay. Oh, that just gave me chills. <laughs> yeah. And so then, wow. but you're like, okay, when you're strategizing with the other soul, you're saying, okay, but I'm going to learn this and this. And then you don't mm -hmm. because you're overwhelmed. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So then sometimes you decide to come back and do it again. Yeah. Well, do you also think that's why sometimes people experience the same shit over and over and over in one lifetime? Like you, you look at people and you're mistakes. like, oh my God, how has this one person been you know, sexually abused by multiple older people and like kidnapped, all these things. It's like they have mm -hmm. the worst luck, but it's maybe because it hasn't been resolved, I guess, in a way. Or yeah. it was worse than what they planned. Before. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. I think that sometimes it's worse than what they planned. And then don't forget that there's also... I think when traumatic things happen to children, there are, and I don't want to freak people out, but there are negative energies that attach to people who have trauma. Yeah. Yeah, and so absolutely. that can also be a horrible influence. Keeps yeah. you down. It, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because those, you know, negative energies feed off of the, the emotional mm -hmm. um, outcome from the trauma. Mm. Yeah, the other part of that is like, what, what do you believe is this negative force that kind of is the pushback to everything, I guess? Does that make sense? I feel like there's something that wants to keep people from growing and being healthy and like all of these things. Like, what is that bigger force mm -hmm. that's that we self-sabotage? No, like, no, okay, I this think... one's real outlandish, but there's like <laughs> the reptilian theory that like mm -hmm. they feed off negative energy. Mm -hmm. And so to keep them fed or around, then we have to stay sick and sad and all this stuff. So like, let's say it's not the reptilian, <laughs> but like, do you think there is a bigger force that feeds off of that kind of negativity? I do. I do feel yeah. and believe that that is, in fact, the case. And it was built into the template of Earth. Of the human experience. Of the yeah. human experience. And, but I also feel like it has, just in the last couple of years, it is shifting and changing because more yeah. and more people are waking up and more and more people are learning how to mm -hmm. take care of themselves, how to um, elevate their own vibration and how to help other people elevate their vibration. I mean, it's, I, I feel like they are slowly dying out. Yeah. 
I mean, the what? The vibration of love and all of that is definitely stronger than anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was I was listening to something the other day and they were talking about how, you know, men are more analytical. So obviously some guy did science on the <laughs> vibrations and it was, it is like the vibration of love and like whatever other positive Some things was way, way higher than of like shame and guilt and all those things. Absolutely. Yes. Shame, guilt, fear, sadness, yeah. depression, self-loathing. All of those are very low vibrational uh, emotions. And, and so it literally weaken your immune system. <laughs> bingo yeah like physically you have changes in your body when you are radiating at a certain frequency depending on what's happening to you whether it is depression or joy you know the opposite it really does help you to stay healthier physically Mm -hmm. and mentally when you connect to those higher vibrations yeah i think that's why affirmations are so powerful But Mm -hmm. it's not just affirmations because that can end up being spiritual bypassing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So we don't want to deny the emotions that you're having. Yes, 100%. You want to acknowledge, you know, identify, acknowledge, you know, experience the emotion that you're having and then release it. And learning to love and accept all parts of yourselves, including the shadow part. Yes. A great way to do that is through EFT tapping because you literally are saying like this undesirable thing is happening, but even though it's happening, I'm choosing to love and accept myself. And and that's why I think like affirmations to me are more of the idea of what happens when you are doing tapping because to me, you can't have the joy. You can't be happy in life if you aren't going through these terrible experiences in life like for me I've always believed that I've always quote-unquote preached it because I truly believe everything that's happened to me has allowed me to feel the ecstasy in life that we all are always grasping for and it's just a feeling that we're always chasing of course we want the feel-good feelings but if we didn't have our emotions then we would never feel the high. You have to have the lows. Also, you have to go through these experiences and, and feel depressed and feel sad so that you can also feel the, the higher vibrations. Your high is going to be so high if you'd never got low. How boring (laughs) would life be if we didn't have emotions? Like we are so blessed as human beings to be able to have a million different feelings that we can feel every single day every single moment can change Mm -hmm. so we just got to feel it all (laughs) yeah that's it I I agree yeah oh well I think that's a beautiful place to kind of close on that conversation um do you have any last questions you would like to ask before we do (laughs) Let's do a card pull for the collective. That's right. Um, oh, I have one okay. more question that I want to ask, like all of our guests at the end of the whole conversation mm-hmm. is if you had one piece of advice oh, for yes. your younger self, what would it be? Yes. <laughs> what you said earlier about, um, fuck it, go out there and <laughs> be delusionally be confident. confident. Be delusionally confident. <laughs> <laughs> until until you're confident. 
Yeah. Love it. That's so great. I love it so much. I do too. <laughs> so on each episode, we want to incorporate a beautiful card pool for the collective, for the energy right now. And right now is whenever you're listening to this, whether it's the day it drops or seven years in the future or whenever, wherever you are, this message is for you. And Celeste and her magic, she has agreed to do our card pull today. So Mm -hmm. um, Celeste, what card or what deck have you chosen for us? So I have chosen the archetypes, um, the archetype cards by Kim Krantz and the wild Mm -hmm. unknown. So um, I love these cards. First off, they're circular. I, I just, love that so I much. just love that. Um, so unique. Yeah. So let's see. What message do the guides want to give to the collective today? Okay. I'm just going to pick one. Let's see here. The ocean. Mm-hmm. And it actually looks like two eyes. I don't know if you can see that. Wow. But it looks mm-hmm. like two eyes. Um, one is like the eye of a, a person or a bird. And then on the other half, it looks like the eye of maybe a fish. So let me look in here. Bear with me. Let me find it. Just right okay. off the bat, like knowing the ocean, I immediately think of emotions. Like, yeah. you know, emotions are water. And so I think that's pretty appropriate just from my own little channel mm-hmm. after our conversation. Yeah, I love it. So this is what it says in the guidebook. The ocean, the unconscious, the depths, the incomprehensible. The power of the ocean is unmatched. To step into its salty waters is to step into the unknown. By its sheer volume, the ocean represents the unconscious, all that is beyond our understanding. We cannot live within the ocean. We cannot claim it, manage it, or own it. It rejects our every attempt to dominate nature, yet amid its overwhelming power, it calls to us, inspires us, and invigorates our life on land. It dissolves the little us into the big us. When the energy of the ocean is present, there is change stirring that is beyond any change you've known before. (laughs) The ego must dissolve. The saline swells work on your very cells, your fibers, your deepest underlying beliefs. Like Aphrodite, we rise from the ocean's froth, a new being. Life is change. Let the wave crash. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Full body nipple chills. <laughs> <laughs> this is so dead on accurate. Wow. I oh, love it's so it. perfect and totally relates to everything we talked about and all the unknowns. Because truly, at the end of the day, it's waking up the witch. Yeah. It's like coming from being unconscious to it's conscious. Yeah, that's so true, too. <laughs> I, oh, love I love it. That. Waking up the witches. Yeah. Thank you, ladies, <laughs> well, so much. This so was so much fun. Oh, we're so grateful you. to you. And thank you for pulling our card yeah. for us. That was incredible and such a treat. And This probably won't be the last time yes. that we speak with you on this podcast either. <laughs> yes, we Good. Love I love it. I love doing yeah. this stuff. I love sharing time and energy with the both of you. You're just lovely. Yes. Same. So grateful. <laughs> 
Well, um, where can our listeners find you if yeah. they would like to book a session with you? Absolutely. So go to blueowlhealing.com. That's my new website. It's still a work in progress, but you can mm-hmm. find out everything you need to know about all the services that I offer. Yeah, they're very uh, well descriptive. Yeah. So I think everyone would have a pretty good, easy way to decide yeah. what they would like to embark on with you. Yeah. Awesome. And are you on any social medias that you would want people to find you on? Yes, I'm on Instagram, just at Celeste Ryan. And I'm also on Facebook under Celeste Ryan dash Blue Owl Healing. Okay. Wonderful. Give thank her a follow. So There's so much magic that she has. <laughs> and thank you so, so, so much, Celeste. Thanks. What a beautiful first yes. guest for us. We're yes. So I feel honored. Thank Thanks, Amber. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> thank you. Have a good okay. day. Bye. Bye.